0: Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Traders Use in a nutshell. Start of a brand new week. It is Monday, the 21st of August, 2023. Daniel Pedgrew in the chair. Hope you all had a great weekend. Whatever you got up to, plenty of sport to talk about over the course of the next hour as we broadcast through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, the open line number. You can text as always 04576. Seven three six seven three six, and that's before breakfast. With Vossie and Brandy coming up for listers through SEN eleven seventy am in Sydney, Padding Hills for our listers in Queensland after the six o'clock news. Plenty to get through. Uh, the Women's World Cup ended last night. We'll tell you about that in just a second. John Gallo also joined me in about half an hour to wrap that up. Plus, a really interesting weekend of the EPL. I think one more game to come uh, tomorrow morning, but uh, some interesting results. So we'll talk to John about that in about half an hour. Plenty to talk about out of the weekend of the NRL. We'll get to that very soon as well. The twists and turns in the season, that is, still continue after another really interesting weekend of footy. And I want to hear from you as well. one one 1170 or 0457-736-736. Off and running for a brand new week at one and a half past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When
1: it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem.
0: Except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. We will get to the Rugby League from the weekend in just a second. And some of the big issues coming out of the weekend of National Rugby League. But let's just start with the Women's World Cup. It's over. After a fantastic month, Spain have won it 1-0 against England. Now, if you didn't get to watch it, if you uh, were out and about, maybe not listening to it, this is how Spain picked up their goal.
1: And then Spain had what seemed like a point-blank shot for Alba Redondo, but she hit it a bit too well, hit it straight to the goalkeeper. If it was uh, a metre to the right of Mary Earps, it would have been a 1-0 lead for Spain, but as it is, it's still scoreless. Approaching the half-hour mark, Spain have numbers committing forward here down the left. Carmona getting forward, strikes it low and hard! And there is the opener for Spain! Olga Carmona! She scored the winner in the semi final and has scored the opener in the final. 29 minutes in, it is Spain 1, England 0.
0: And it remains Spain 1, England 0 all the way until full time in front of over 75,000 fans at Stadium Australia. There was a VAR uh, decision where Spain was awarded a penalty. We'll talk more to John about it, but it was actually saved uh, by the England goalkeeper. But in the end, Spain. Too good and very interesting because uh, they spent, uh, ahead of this tournament, spent months protesting against their coach and the Football Federation. Uh, I think only about three of the top squad that would have been at this year's World Cup were there. Um, so quite unbelievable that they've now gone on and managed to win the World Cup. That game last night as well at Stadium Australia was Spain's first game in Sydney in the whole World Cup. they had been based in New Zealand for the rest of the World Cup. But that didn't stop them from winning 1-0, as I say, over 75,000 fans there. And, of course, on Saturday night, disappointing uh, for the Matildas to go down to Sweden. But uh, there was a big presentation to them in Brisbane yesterday. See, Nikki Webster was a surprise performer there. Um, and uh, uh, Anastasia Pellasche says there's going to be statues uh, built outside Suncorp Stadium. Uh, there's going to be a Muriel, I think it is, uh, to the Matildas outside Stadium Australia as well so uh, a fantastic four weeks for football in this country a fantastic four weeks for women's sport in this country and let's hope that especially on the back of what the Matildas did over the past few weeks but just as a whole I mean we were talking about it the other week weren't we how we had almost what 30,000 25 26,000 people to a game at midday at Allianz Stadium, at the Sydney Football Stadium between Colombia and South Korea. The crowds, not just for the Matildas games, but right across the tournament, has been fantastic. So let's hope that they can kick on with this football as a code um, and also for women's sport. Uh, Fantastic to see. Well done to Spain. 1-0 over England. Bad luck to England, of course, um, who beat Australia in the semi-final to make it through to the final. Just not good enough. And still no World Cup for England in the men's or women's for a long, long time now. We know how much it means to them. But well done to Spain. Your thoughts on the Women's World Cup? If you are out there last night, we'd love to hear from you. one or 0457-736-736. Any thoughts on the Women's World Cup? Happy to hear from you at five and a half past five. All right. Uh, we will do a wrap of the NRL round shortly. Some interesting results, but two rounds left. Now, there are 10 teams in contention still for the top eight. And I'll go through the ladder as a whole shortly. But obviously, we know uh, from the ladder that the Panthers, the Broncos, the Warriors, are, and the Storm are all safe. They're not going to be missing the top eight. Uh, they're in the top four. They're not going to go. The Sharks, you would almost say, are pretty much safe as well. But then you've got the Raiders, who did win yesterday, of course. Um, still not as impressive as they probably want to be, but we'll talk about that in the next uh, segment. The Knights were very good, but still probably need to win one more to cement their place in the top eight. And then you've got the Rabbitohs, the Cowboys and the Roosters all fighting it out for the last, probably the last spot, maybe two spots there if, uh, depending what happens with the Raiders. So clearly 10 doesn't go into eight. Who are the teams that miss out? So we know the Panthers, Broncos, Warriors, Storm all there. there. More than likely the Sharks as well. Question marks still on the Raiders, the Knights, although the way the Knights are playing, I think they'll definitely be there, but still not 100% suspended there. Question marks on the Raiders, Knights, Rabbitohs, Cowboys, Roosters. 10 into 8 does not work. Who misses out? Who is the team or the two teams? Well, there will definitely be two teams that miss out out of those 10. O four five seven, seven three six, seven three six or one three hundred, oh one eleven, seventy. From all the rugby league you have watched, not just the weekend just gone, but the past few weekends, and I know some teams need results to go their way for them to be in the top eight. A lot of other teams, like with the example of the Raiders and the Knights, it is in their hands into what happens over the next couple of weeks. Who misses out? Who are the two teams that will not make the top eight? Who and who is it? A team that's currently in the top eight, or is it a team that's just outside the top eight? Who goes in in two weeks' time and will be playing finals footy, and who won't? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. I have to say, and we'll talk about it more after the next break. But I have to say, out of the teams in the top eight, there's a couple of them uh, that do not impress me at all. And to be perfectly honest, the Cowboys. A few losses in a row now haven't really been sitting in the world on fire, so it is a really interesting one to see how this all unfolds. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Who's in? Who's out of the top eight? Which two teams miss out out of those ten teams? And specifically out of the Raiders, the Knights, the Rabbitohs, the Cowboys, and the Roosters, who misses out? And who's in? one 300 70 457 736 736 Latrell Mitchell. Now, that game yesterday in Newcastle. We'll talk more about it after the next break. Fantastic atmosphere up there. About 29,000 people there. The night's very good. Does Latrell Mitchell have anything to worry about, though, uh, with his elbow on Tyson Frizzell? Now, we know he was sin-binned late in the game. I think there was only, what, one or two minutes to go. And it was interesting because... When that incident happened, and Vossi mentioned this in commentary, uh, referee Grant Atkins, I thought he was saying he's going to be sent off. Now it ended only to ended up being only being a sin bid. and it has to be said that when you look at the replays, and obviously the quite a lot of replays shown on the Fox coverage yesterday, maybe what what it didn't look that bad, but the intent was definitely there. Now, if that elbow had been harder, or he, well, he went harder into the tackle and had hurt Tyson Frizzell, we would be talking about a completely different story. It did That didn't happen. But with South Sydney having the bye next week, and they've got the Roosters Friday week, which potentially could pose to be a very, very big clash, definitely will be for South Sydney either way. Does Latrell Mitchell have anything to worry about when the charges from the weekend or from yesterday's matches come out a bit later on this morning? Was there enough intent there to potentially say he deserves a week or two on the sideline, or is a fine strong enough? One 70 or 0457-736-736. What do you think? Does Latrell Mitchell have something to worry about? And just while we're talking about the South Sydney Rabbitohs, what on earth has happened to them? Um, uh, uh, they perform in the middle part of the season where they won what six in a row. They look like world beaters. Now, I know they came up against a very good Newcastle Knights side yesterday. And look, I don't think South Sydney played that badly. But when you put into perspective what happened yesterday and what they've been doing, even in the matches, they've won over the past four, five, six weeks. It is a big form slide to what they were showing earlier on in the year. Can you put your finger on to what's gone wrong with South Sydney? They've still got some very good players. We know that. I thought Luttrell tried hard yesterday, but ended up making some mistakes. That kicker goal that he missed from in front, you very rarely see that from any kicker in the NRL. So where are South Sydney at at the moment? And are they one of the teams that may miss the top eight? Oh, 0457 seven, or 01 1170. 01, Just on that game yesterday as well, the NRL is investigating an eighth tackle try scored by Daniel Safidi in the Knights' 29-10 win over the Rabbitohs. Now, this happened when the Knights were only leading 12 points to four. It occurred after the Knights had been awarded a seven-tackle set before Saifidi crashed over from a Phoenix Crossland grubber on the eighth tackle. And now, we know the Knights played better. It wouldn't have probably probably wouldn't have changed the game. However, South City Chief Executive Blake Soly did not want to blame the loss on the decision, but was flabbergasted at how it could happen. And he will be asking the NRL for a please explain. And he said, I don't want to take anything away from the Knights because I thought they were fantastic and probably deserved to win. They outplayed us on the day. But it is the business end of the season. Teams are playing to get into the finals or they will be in the finals very soon. And these decisions need to be right. Hard to disagree. Look, I think the Knights probably win anyway. You'd never know. I'd say they would. I think the way they played, very likely. But. Still don't understand how that does happen in this day and age. Um, and it will be interesting to see what Graham Annesley says later on today. No doubt uh, in his Monday press conference, uh, he'll be asked, or he might just come out and tell us what, how that all unfolded and what happened there. Uh, you, I'm surprised in this day and age this could still happen. O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. So that's just some of the stuff on our agenda. We will on the other side of the break as well look at the whole round of the NRL. But who misses the eight? There's ten teams in contention, five of them basically cemented their place, which means there's another five competing for three spots basically. Who are the two teams out of the ten teams currently in contention that miss the eight? Who's playing the best footy at the moment? Now, of those teams, forget Penrith and the Broncos, of those teams, the Raiders, the Knights, the Rabbitohs, the Cowboys, and the Roosters, who's playing the best footy? I mean, I think the Knights quite clearly are playing the best footy. And then you probably after that probably have to say the Roosters, just on form. But they're not in the top eight. The Knights are. Who are the two teams that missed the top eight? Latrell Mitchell, does he have anything to worry about on the back of that elbow that saw him sin at the back end of the game yesterday against the Knights. Does he deserve a week or two on the sideline? Or is a fine enough? And what do you think will happen when the charges come out a little later on? And what has gone wrong with South Sydney in the past couple of months after they were the form team? Of the competition this year, and anything also on the women's World Cup? We were you out there last night to watch Spain one over England nil? As I say, we'll talk to John Gello about that shortly. Um, just before a break, uh, I just wanted to extend my condolences uh, to the family, friends, and uh, to the wider rugby league community, in particular the South Sydney Rabbitohs, on the very, very sad and shocking news uh, about Kyle Turner passing away over the weekend. We saw. Uh, Yesterday, the South Indian players were wearing black armbands. John Sutton, who captained the Rabbitohs' 2014 side, brought Turner's old number 15 jersey out from uh, the sheds. Peter Valandis has also come out and said, we're extremely saddened and shocked. We will be there for the family and any support they need. Uh, Kyle Turner, 31, he was a father of three, and we know, obviously, played in that 2014 Premiership winning team uh, for the Rabbitohs. Uh, yeah, very, very sad. I, uh, and we know, you know, the history of Cole Turner in terms of his playing career and uh, the injuries he had, um, which, uh, was very sad during his career. Um, but uh, when he came back from those injuries, he did play quite a lot of New South Wales Cup for North Sydney when they were aligned with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And I was calling a lot of New South Wales Cup then. And I have to say, I interviewed him a couple of times. Um, He was just a pleasure to call, pleasure to speak to very briefly. So it's just some really, really, really sad news um, that came through early on Saturday morning. So our thoughts uh, to his friends, his family, um, and also everyone at the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Rabbitohs will honor Kyle Turner at a core stadium in two weeks with that game on the Friday night in Friday week with the tribute before their final home game of the season against the Sydney Roosters. And of course, if you do need anyone to talk to, you can always call the lifeline number 13 11 14. It's got a past five. one 300 one our open line number 457 at 20 past five. John Gallo will join me in about 10 or so minutes to review uh, the Women's World Cup final, the Matildas game, and also uh, we'll look at a big weekend of the English Premier League. On the text 0457-736-736, asking you this morning, who are the two teams? The two rounds to go. There's 10 teams in contention for the top eight. Five of them are basically cemented in there which means there's another five competing for one, maybe two spots. Who misses out? Who are the two teams that miss out? Um, Andy says Canberra and South's ninth and tenth. So Andy believes Canberra and South Sydney will be missing the top eight. Look, it's hard to argue with that. Look, and I know Canberra won yesterday, but it's hard to argue with that on form. Let's go through the round of NRL at 21 past five. Now on Tradies, the NRL Wrap. Yeah, getting very serious now, isn't it, as we have a look at uh, round 25 of the National Rugby League. We will do that in just a second. Just before that, though, let's just wrap up uh, the NRLW round from the weekend just gone. It started with the Sharks' 40. Over the Cowboys, 12. Then we saw the Dragons in a very close game against the Tigers. Dragons, 20 over the West Tigers, 16. Roosters had another good win against the Titans, 30 points to eight. Yesterday, what about the comeback from the Newcastle Knights? They were down and out. And then in the last 10 minutes, came back and won 22 points to 20. And I reckon in that stage, um, there was probably already about 20-odd thousand people in the stadium at Newcastle. Fantastic atmosphere. Well done to the Newcastle Knights. And the Raiders uh, got up over the, uh, the Parramatta Eels, 28 points to 22, which looks uh, leaves the ladder looking like this. The Roosters, uh, the Knights and the Raiders, all on eight points. Roosters lead the way on four and against. The Titans in fourth on six points. Then you got the Tigers, the Broncos, the Sharks, the Dragons, the Cowboys, all on four points. But the poor old Eels haven't won a game yet in the NRLW this year, going down by six yesterday to the Raiders. They are still on zero points. That is how round five of the NRLW played out. Let's have a look at what happened in round 25 of the National Rugby League. Already spoke about the Sharks' 32-12 win over the Cowboys on Friday morning. Uh, Then on Friday, the Warriors 29 over the Manly Sea Eagles 22. Now, it uh, must have been I only saw bits and pieces of this game. Uh, I think most people were probably in the agreement that Manly were going to cause the Warriors a few issues, um, but the issue still. Uh, the, the Warriors still managing to get up. Just a bit of controversy in the game. Anthony Sebo we very unhappy after full time on the tackle that was made on Reuben Garrick. And then it's since emerged over the course of the weekend uh, that the reason, um, and I'm sure everyone listening would have followed this over the course of the weekend, the reason that was allowed, was the ball had bounced. Now, I noticed Peter Volandis said, I think it was yesterday, that that rule will be looked at um, over the off season and basically said if there's any loopholes to uh, that, do- that doesn't have the safety of the players first, that will be looked at and quite possibly changed. Now, it looked ugly, but I suppose in the rules of the game, it, it was Okay. But I would not be surprised. In fact, I'd be very surprised if that doesn't change over the course of the off season. Um, And Manly going down again. The Warriors doing enough. Has to be said though, uh, their last two games against the Tigers and Manly, uh, not convincing. But they're doing enough to win these games at the moment. With a couple of games left before the final series. The other game on Friday night: Roosters 34 over Parramatta 12. Really interesting game. First thing, can I just say? uh, I went out there on Friday night, um, and I don't know how many of you go to Parramatta games. Obviously, we have some Parramatta fans, no doubt, Listing, um, I've been out there twice uh, in the past couple of years, last year and this year, and I think the way they do the game day experience in terms of the pregame and the halftime is pretty much spot on. Uh, the entertainment is fantastic. Um, they engage with the crowd very well. So well done to everyone that is involved with the Parramatta Eels who do that. It is. Uh, I think a lot of other clubs could probably learn uh, from what para do. From my two experiences, I don't go there every week, but if that is what you get most weeks, I think they do an excellent job, Parramatta. So well done uh, to anyone that is involved in that. In terms of what happened on the field, Parramatta started off pretty good, didn't they? Um, could have almost been up 10 to 12 nil if it wasn't for a try-saving tackle by Lindsay Collins, who I have to say um, has probably been the Roosters' best all year but especially after he returned from Queensland duties. Uh, He's been very, very good for the Roosters. And I thought they looked good again, the Roosters, for the most part. Uh, I thought James Tedesco, before he went off the field, uh, was good. I don't think there was too much in that tackle from Marcus Evo. Uh, Tedesco was clearly falling. Uh, He will miss that game against the Tigers, which is disappointing for the Roosters. But Joey Manu uh, will slot into that fullback jersey pretty nicely. But I, I thought they looked, for the most part, quite slick. Still a couple of silly errors, but uh, you could see, and I think their coach Trent Robinson made mention of this at the end of the game. You could see that having some consistency in the back line and without many injuries has really helped the Roosters over the back end of this season. Now, maybe still too late. They've still got to win their final two games and hope still a couple of results go their way. But they won't have given up on this season. And as I said, could easily set up for what will be a blockbuster match next Friday at uh, Stadium Australia at a core stadium. However, they still need to get up over the Tigers on Saturday. And I suppose the one question mark on the Roosters is, yes, they have won their last three games, but you look at the games they played. They beat Manly, uh, they beat the Parramatta Eels, and they had a win last weekend as well against the Dolphins. And none of those teams are going to be playing finals footy. So they haven't been tested yet, and it doesn't look like on paper in terms of a top eight team, they definitely won't be tested this weekend. Um, That doesn't mean that the Tigers can't win. Obviously they can, but that's probably the question mark on the Roosters. Whilst they are definitely playing better, they haven't been in a top eight side yet. And the other question mark is what happens with Sam Walker, who again played well from all reports yesterday at North Sydney, although the Bears did lose. Speaking of the Tigers, Tigers 24 over the Dolphins 23. Well done to the Tigers. Uh, the Apicorosel kick from the sideline. It looked shaky all the way there, but it just made it. And after a hard week and a very another very hard season, it was good to see some joy on the Tigers' faces. The Dolphins, they tried hard. They still played well. Uh, one thing you can say about the Dolphins is they just never give up. But the Tigers, well done to them, Uh, 24 points to 23 winners, and still gives them half a chance of missing the wooden spoon. We'll go through the ladder in a second. Still hard work, you'd think, but you never know. Well done to the Tigers. Panthers 40 over the Titans 14. No real surprise in this result. I know the Panthers rested a few players, but still uh, way too good for the Titans. And as we've been saying for quite a while now, the Panthers are the team to beat, and they are going to be very hard to beat. Uh, It's going to take a very good side to beat them come finals time, but they did enough. Well, they did more than enough against the Titans, 40 points to 14. Uh, The Storm, 38 over the Dragons, 28. Really interesting game. Uh, The Dragons got out to quite a big lead at one point, and you thought there's an upset on the cards, but then the Storm just scored tries at ease. I'm sure Craig Bellamy won't be happy, though, with the 28 points that they conceded. He'll be pretty happy, I'm sure, with the 38 points they did score, but at one stage... It did seem like a game of touch footy, didn't it? Um, you just thought whoever had the ball in the 20 metre line would score. Um, Dragons put in a very good effort and some of their attack was very good. I thought uh, their defence obviously not so good. Um, but the Storm, whilst they'll be happy with the victory and whilst they'll be happy to cement that place in the top eight, potentially uh, get a place in the top four in the next couple of weeks by the end of the season, uh uh, they are sitting fourth at the moment, but hopefully for them, they'll be able to cement that place over the next couple of weeks. Still a lot a lot of improvement, I reckon, needed uh, between now and the finals for the Melbourne Storm. And I'm sure Craig Bellamy uh, will want them to improve on that. But they still managed to get the job done over the Dragons, an entertaining game of football. And then yesterday, Knights 29 over the Rabbitohs 10. I think people have been waiting for the Knights to fall over. Um, and I'm just not sure that's going to happen. Now, I'm not entirely sure that means they're going to go all the way through to win the grand final, but they are playing some excellent footy. I reckon Caelan Ponga is the form player in the competition at the moment. And Caelan's choice not to play Origin, now whether he would have been picked or not with Reece Walsh, who knows, but his choice not to play Origin and stick to club football is paying dividends for the Newcastle Knights. Fantastic atmosphere up there yesterday, 29 and a bit thousand sold out. It'll be sold out again this coming weekend against the Cronulla Sharks. And even without Jackson Hastings, and I think people maybe had a bit of a question mark on Jackson Hastings, and what if the Newcastle Knights could play as well without Jackson Hastings? Well, Adam Clune did a job, Caitlin Ponga stepped up, and they were really, really good. And as I said at the top of the show, I don't think South Sydney were that bad. They tried hard. Their last probably 10 or 15 minutes when the game was gone was a bit sloppy. But Newcastle were just playing that good of a brand of football at the moment. They are definitely the form team of the competition if you take, you know, the Panthers out of it. But just remarkable what we've seen in the last seven weeks. Because you cast your mind back seven weeks ago before that game against the Bulldogs, their first game against the Bulldogs. And Adam O'Brien was under all sorts of pressure. If they had lost that game, he may not have even been there. Pose a question to you. Can the Knights go all the way this year? Everyone waiting for them to fall over, and they're still not 100% guaranteed their place in the top eight. Can they win the competition? Can the Newcastle Knights, I know it seems a bit far fetched or did, but they've won seven in a row for the first time in 20 years. Can the Knights win the comp? Are they the dark horse, the smoky 0457? Oh, Seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, and in the final game of the round, Raiders thirty six over the Bulldogs twenty four. Um, well, well done to the Raiders for winning. Uh, still less than impressive. Um, the Bulldogs were in it for a long time, and then the Raiders just that ten or fifteen minute period in that second half, they stepped up and managed to get uh, the two points and get away with the victory. But I don't know how many people were swayed by that Raiders performance yesterday. Um, And I thought if they had been playing a better side, no disrespect to the Bulldogs, I thought if they had been playing a better side, I don't know if they come away with that result, to be perfectly honest. They need to play a lot better in the next couple of weeks to cement their place in the top eight, considering they have the Broncos, then the Sharks. Uh, The Bulldogs will be disappointed with that loss as well after what they uh, could have done. Um, there. So the latter, after 25 rounds with two weeks left, the Panthers lead the way on 40, the Broncos second on 40. Then the Warriors third on 36. The Storm are fourth on 34. Then you got the Sharks and the Raiders both on 32, but the Raiders for and against atrocious, really. Uh, the Knights in 7th on 31. Souths in 8th on 28. Then you got the Cowboys, 9th on 28. The Roosters, 10th on 28. You can forget the rest. The Eels are on 26. The Seagulls, 25. Titans, 22. Dolphins, 22. Bulldogs, 20. Dragons, 16. Tigers, 14. Uh, so just a couple of points off that wooden spoon. Next weekend... Round 25, round 26, sorry, gets underway on Thursday night. Panthers up against the Eels. Uh, porting out for Panthers, but the Eels pretty much done for the year. Then you got the Warriors up against the Dragons, 6 p.m. Friday night, followed by the Dolphins and the Cowboys. That's one of the uh, first crucial matches. Uh, of the weekend uh, for in terms of top eight. That will be the Cowboys, whether they can win that game and get themselves into the top eight. Uh, Then on Saturday, the Storm up against the Titans, the Roosters up against the Tigers. uh, That's at 5.30. It's a crucial game for the Roosters, as is this Raiders-Broncos game, depending what happens earlier on in the weekend for the Canberra Raiders, up against the Brisbane Broncos at 7.30 Saturday night. Then on Sunday, the Bulldogs take on Manly at 2 p.m. and the Newcastle Knights take on... The Cronulla Sharks. Uh, that will be the final game of the round at McDonald Jones Stadium. That will be packed out. Cannot wait to watch that. Your thoughts on round 25 of the NRL. Who are the two teams that you'll be missing out on the top eight? Out of the five that still have question marks on them, who are the two teams that miss out? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Can the Knights win the competition? I know it still sounds a bit far-fetched, but can they? They've won seven in a row. They're playing really good footy at the moment, but can they maintain that? right throughout the rest of the season into the final series. A big ask, but they're playing very well at the moment. Does Latrell Mitchell have anything to worry about for that after that elbow to the head of Tyson Vrizzell as he got sin bin Will a fine be enough, or do you think he deserves a couple of weeks on the sidelines? one 300 11 70 457 736 736 dear Tex, and John Gallo on the other side of this. Asking you this morning, who are the two teams out of the 10? Obviously, a lot of them are already cemented in the top eight. Who will be missing and who will be in? Uh, Adam says on the text line, 0457 736, 736. Uh, Well, firstly, he doesn't believe the Knights will win the competition. Thank you. But he also says uh, the Roosters are absolute certainties to make the eight. Uh, that one from Adam or Rooster Adam. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, while, yes, they still need to beat the Tigers and South quite obviously. Uh, and they still need a couple of other things to go their way. In terms of results, uh, we involving both the Cowboys and the Raiders. Mm, they're probable that that will happen, uh, but yeah, very interesting. Uh, what happens over the next couple of weeks? They are definitely playing better, but we'll see what happens uh, with the Roosters. The Cowboys won't have given up either. The Rabbitohs—they uh, do get two points, of course, this weekend with a bye. So anything could happen. Who who does miss out? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Who are the two teams that miss out at the moment? Can the Knights win the grand final? Uh, look, uh, I, the one seven in a row, they're playing good footy. Is it too far fetched to say they could go on and win the whole thing? Um they're playing well. And also troll Mitchell, does he have anything to worry about with that elbow on Tyson Russell yesterday? Is it fine enough? Or was there enough intent there where he might be seeing a couple of weeks or at least a week on the sideline? What do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. Well, disappointment for England uh, last night. Spain won over England nil goal in the 29th minute. Spain winning the World Cup final. On the line to wrap it all up is John Gallo. John, a fantastic month of football. Women's football in this country comes to an end with Spain. Quite a remarkable story around them as well, winning the World Cup. Good morning to you. Good
1: morning to you, Dan. Yeah, what a what a story that is. And uh, look, you know, only about a month ago, about a couple of months ago, they had a lot of uh, issues on their plate. You know, Spain uh, as a federation, as a team, and uh, coaching falling out and coaching uh, coach retiring and leaving the Spanish team a month before the World Cup started. And it was all a little bit of uh, an issue then for, for Spain to kind of solve. But they've luckily got that all under control. And, and for this World Cup, they would be nothing but short of brilliant, I think, one of the teams to watch from the very beginning, uh, they had a lot of good preparation you know, in the friendly matches leading up to this world cup uh, and their style of play just caught the eye from the very beginning their possession style similar to the men's they just didn't let the ball away easily and they had high pressing high possession orientated game was going to be always very difficult to beat so uh, that proved to be the case in the final uh, last night i think england tried the hardest and and tried in certain moments to get the ball and get on top of spain but the Spanish made it all difficult with their with a the possession game, as i said and and what a shot from Olga kimono on the edge of the 18 yard box and she took an opportunity and and belted it in the in the bottom right corner of the net and uh, that was all she wrote in the end. England had some uh, opportunities at times, but I thought overall Spain controlled the game and and deserved the win and as you say, what a world cup it's been I think mm. that 's been the biggest winner out of it. all the World Cup itself has been fantastic here in Australia and new zealand what a show and and what a crowd attendances the amount of viewership for the materials in particular. It's just been burnt all around. And uh, I think for that, the World Cup, the game of
0: football is, is a real winner here. Yeah, 100%. Uh, obviously, the Matildas went down on Saturday. I mentioned that earlier about there was a big parade, big reception for them yesterday. Uh, all these different announcements. It's just been fantastic. So hopefully, as I said at the top of the show, the women's game and also the game of football can build on what has happened over the past month. It has just been a fantastic to watch. And I think, and a few people said this to me over the course of the weekend, and I saw people post about it on social media, that it's kind of sad it's over now because everyone sort of got involved in uh, the ride that it was and now it's uh, all done and dusted but it was fantastic and well done to everyone involved. I think it was organised and the crowds and everything was just fantastic Uh, so well done to Spain commiserations to England and well done of course to the Matildas for the past month as well. Uh, let's turn our attention though now, John, to the EPL. Some really intriguing results over the weekend. Uh, let's start back on Saturday morning uh, just quickly with this one.
1: Nottingham Forest 2 over Sheffield United 1. Yeah, the, the Forest home crowd got in behind. The Forest team, as expected, the, the home ground form will be important for Forest. A good 2-1 victory. And uh tough one for Sheffield United to, to take. But Nottingham Forest showing their form. And, uh, yeah, great win for Nottingham.
0: Now, I sat down yesterday morning and watched two games. Uh, not live. I watched them on the replay. I like my sleep on the weekend, John, sometimes. But I did watch these uh, two games uh, yesterday morning, the first of which was Liverpool-Bournemouth, which I thought was a highly entertaining game. Uh, Football-Bournemouth actually scored first within the first two or three minutes. And you thought, uh-oh, what's going to go... Uh, what's going to happen here with Liverpool? But they managed to... Uh, Really bring things back, Liverpool, and thought they played pretty well to get up 3-1 over Bournemouth.
1: Yeah, that front three again. Diaz, Sauer and, and Jota would just show their class, didn't they? And that midfielder, McAllister and shalaz as well. Uh, What fantastic two new signings they have been! McAllister obviously got sent off during the game for a bizarre challenge. I don't think it was a send off at all, Mm. to be honest. But there you go, it was a send off, and 2-1 at that stage. Liverpool uh, got control five minutes after with with a third goal, and 3-1 is all she wrote. And look, I think Jurgen Klopp's side early on have been very impressive. The opening two games, they were good against Chelsea in the draw last week. Good again with the three points uh, on the weekend. I just think they were really class above Bournemouth in this game. So, credit for Liverpool getting the job done at home as well. First home game. Uh, so, well done for Liverpool. We saw Brighton 4, good win over Wolves 1. Yeah, well, another one here. Brighton have just been absolutely on form this season. Robert Roberto Deservey was the in manager, I thought, last season with what he'd done with Brighton. Again, he's showing the class early signs. Uh, good two wins on the, on the trot now. And the confidence is brewing at Brighton. For Wolves, very, very disappointing performance. Uh, uncanny from what they saw last weekend against United. They pushed United the whole way, but in this game, they just dropped off completely, and uh, and Brighton made them punish for it. Uh, Brentford three over Fulham nil. Yeah, Brentford again showing their class. I thought Thomas Frank, along with Roberto Deservey, was was manager of the year last year. What he done with Brentford with that squad was very impressive. Uh, Showed their class against against Fulham 3-0. And, you know, Thomas Frank is really working wonders early on this season. Important for them to stay in the top four, top six this season. I think that's doable uh, if they can keep performing like that. So a big win for Bradford. The second of the two games I
0: watched yesterday was Tottenham-Man United. And what a result for Ange and Tottenham. 2-0 over Manchester United. Really good performance by Tottenham. A few question marks on Man United early on in the
1: season. Yeah, brilliant from Tottenham, really, wasn't it? First home game this season, and uh, the Anish yeah, Cross' Oglou chants are running around uh, <laughs> you know, all the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with the uh, Aussie Kangaroo and the Aussie Flays going around, and uh, you can see what it means to Spurs fans, because finally, after so many years of playing defensive football under Conte and then under Jose Mourinho before that, I think they've finally got a manager who they can really resonate with, playing highly attacking football, creating opportunities, I think the first half an hour I think they were lucky Tottenham at times and mm. you know United created and they came at them had a few opportunities that in hindsight they they should have put away the the uh, Bruno Fernandes header opportunity comes to mind yeah. but uh, after the second half started yeah, Spurs were just on the trot, and they were just brilliant to watch and create opportunity after opportunity. Son Perisic, uh, really, really good. Hoyberg in that midfield, fantastic again. There's a real uh, buzz around Spurs at the moment, and I think Anne's ball is starting to be uh, seen slowly but surely.
0: That header that was missed, I think I could have probably scored that. Uh, it was uh, very, very costly. Yeah, would yeah. both could have scored yeah. that. It <laughs> yeah,
1: was a, a hell of an opportunity, wasn't it? Uh, awful,
0: anyway. awful. Uh, better result for the other Manchester team, Man City 1 over Newcastle nil.
1: Yeah, this was a really good game as well to watch. Uh, a very close game, as expected. Newcastle coming in with a lot of form, obviously form from last season. Eddie Howe's done wonders uh, with with Newcastle last season and making them the top four. Um, but this season will be more of a challenge for them, given Champions League football to contend with, and the the depth of their squad probably isn't quite there yet. But uh, you know, Newcastle pushed Man City the whole way through that game, I thought. They created some half-opportunities at times. But Man City coming off the the, the European Cup, went against Seville a couple of days earlier, uh, get the job done 1-0 and, uh, and create uh, Phil Foden... Strat Grealish and Erling Haaland again showing the class. So, well done to Man City. 1-0 and a good three
0: points. Now, I understand you probably haven't caught up totally on these games because they were overnight, but a couple of interesting results. Aston Villa, 4 over Everton, 0. Gee, that's worrying signs for Everton, who we know just escaped relegation last season. Not a great start to this season either for them.
1: Yeah, well, being the great pundit that I am, mm-hmm. uh, Dan, I uh, I watched the, the highlights when oh, I woke yes. up this morning. That's why uh, we pay that's you the big, back,
0: big bucks, Sean. That's Absolutely. why, yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah, Let absolutely. me know when you Mate, get sprung there. Sprung out of bed. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sprung out of bed and uh, and uh, watched the highlights. And, mm. you know, I have to say, yeah, very worrying signs if you're an Evertonian fan. Unfortunately, again, this season I think it will be a very tough season. Whether or not they're going to have enough in them to actually survive, that's the big question. They've had two years consecutively where they've just hovered above the relegation by a point or two. This season, after two games early on, I know it's very, very early, but there's some very, very worrying signs there. I saw some goals over overnight against Villa where two or three of them were just defensive mistakes and, uh, and Villa just strolled in, put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, funny enough, Everton management have come out causing financial problems in the club. Uh, that's a worrying sign. Sean Dyche has got a lot in his hands this season. I struggle to see how Everton are going to survive when they put in that kind of performance. They don't have the squad depth. They haven't got many transfers happening this uh, season either. So it's been a big, big uh, worry for, for Everton. 4-0, big loss against Villa. An informed Villa, a Villa side that people expect to be in the top six this season. know, mm-hmm. Emery, again, worked wonders. He took them from you know 15 uh, wins in a row and uh, really jumped up to higher on the ladder, about fifth spot at the end of the season, last season. So, yeah, Villa looking all the good at the moment. And just quickly, a West Ham three over Chelsea one. Yeah, well, watch the highlights of this game as well, would you believe? Well done. Going double-double, back-to-back here. And look, you know, I think Chelsea, to be fair, was one all. They had a penalty, missed penalty, Chelsea. And then after that, West Ham took control midway through the uh, second half. Antonio's strike to make it 2-1, a brilliant strike outside the 18-yard box. And then shortly after, making it 3-1. At home, the Hammers fans got them behind them Uh, I have to say, Chelsea looking a little sluggish, looking a little over the place. When you buy, you know, 10, 11 players in one transfer window, you get commonly a disjointed side. And I think you're seeing that early on from Chelsea. There's just not that uh, camaraderie at the moment and that unity with Chelsea at the moment. So West Ham, credit to them, 3-1. Good win at home, strong win at home. Chelsea, some worrying signs there. And uh, that's why a lot of people haven't got them in their top four this
0: season. All right. And, of course, there is one game to come tomorrow morning, and that will be between Crystal Palace and Arsenal before it all gets underway uh, this coming Saturday. Again, uh, the first game will be 5 a.m. Australian time, Eastern Standard Time. Chelsea up against Luton Town, which will be very interesting. Of course, Luton Town's only their second match in the Premier League after their game this week was postponed. John, great stuff. We will chat to you again on Friday morning preview. What will be another very big weekend of the EPL?
1: Great stuff, mate. Have a lovely weekend, and I'll chat to you then.
0: Well, I won't have a lovely weekend because it's only uh, Monday. No, you won't. No. I, 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 well, I might yeah, have a lovely right. weekend when we get there. But let, let's, <laughs> let's get through the week first, and then we can. Well, I think get it's to Friday. Says, I thought
1: it was Friday again, uh, Dan. So, yeah, so I've transported <coughs> my mind mentally to go to Friday. I don't want to be here on Monday. But uh, no. have a lovely Monday. Have a Thank great you. week, mate, and uh, look after yourself. And I'll uh, chat to you all then, be when Friday then, hopefully. Yes. on I, I don't know what day it is. Anyway. Then, then we'll and, have a
0: lovely weekend. Thank week. you,
1: John. Have a good day. All right, mate. Take care. Bye bye. John Gallo uh,
0: there, who thinks, uh, who's in Newcastle at the moment. And uh, no, I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, It is 10 to 6 Tradies News in a nutshell. Uh, 0457 736 736 Kiwi Craig. I'm not ignoring your text. Only half of it came through, unfortunately, so feel free to send it again tomorrow. Uh, Chookman says, Hi, Dan. They are now saying it will be a public holiday if Parramatta win the comp. Thank you, Chookman. Yes, I don't think Parramatta will be winning the comp. Uh, AFL over the course of the weekend, we saw wins to Uh, The Brisbane Lions over Collingwood. Richmond defeated North Melbourne. We had Carlton over the Gold Coast. The Giants, big winners over Essendon, 162-36. St Kilda over Geelong. The Swans by a point against Adelaide, 74-73. West Coast over the Bulldogs. Melbourne Demons over Hawthorne. And then we had Port Adelaide over Fremantle. One more weekend to go in the AFL before the finals series. The Swans sitting in seventh. The Giants in eighth. Brisbane are uh, second. So, very, very interesting. Last weekend of the AFL coming up. Thank you for your company today. Pat and Heels coming up for breakfast. And listeners in Queensland, for listeners in Queensland. For listeners in Sydney, it'll be Vossie and Brandy right after the six o'clock news. I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5 a.m.